Hey, this is Daniel Fike, System Administrator for um, Middle Georgia Bankruptcy U.S. Courts. Found the message in the download file for the open audio presentation. I'd love a T-shirt. I'd be happy to wear it around all these Microsoft zealots around here, you know. Especially if I could tell them at the same time that I can run Windows 2000 Server via virtualization in the hypervisor. And I enjoyed the show. Thank you much. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Novell Open Audio, the podcast that connects the Novell user community with what's going on in and around the Novell universe. I'm Ted Hager, and here at Novell Open Audio, we like to keep our listeners on their toes. What you just heard in our opening today was Daniel Sykes, a listener from Macon, Georgia, who was the first person to actually open up the MP3 file and look at all the meta tags in there. And what we did is we stuffed in the lyrics section of the tags a little note that said the first person to give us a call and let us know they found the note gets a Novell Open Audio t-shirt. One of the very first ones that we're sending out will go to Daniel Sykes. So nice work, Daniel. And uh, we'll have other things just like that coming up for people. We originally planned on covering both GroupWise and the new OpenSUSE build service at the, in this edition of Novell Open Audio, but we had a minor technical issue with the OpenSUSE interview. The important microphone, the one that Sonia Krauss Harder was using at the time, uh, was set up wrong and we ended up getting a really bad recording of her voice and it didn't come through. So how's that for truth in podcasting skepticality? So you'll be hearing from her. She said some great stuff to us and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a retake on that interview. Before we get into the GroupWise interview today, let's get into some listener mail. Our first piece of mail comes from John Provost, manager of IT and system support at El Centro College. He says, just caught your show. I thought it was great. Thanks, John. Uh, we, I also like to, what I see, <laughs> we'll start that again. I also like what I see in the upcoming installments. Are there any plans to do video podcasting? That's a good question, John. We've actually looked at video podcasting a little bit, and we've had enough of our hiccups and delays in getting Novell Open Audio going that I haven't delved into that yet. But we do, I have talked to Novell's video guy, the guy who's responsible for a lot of the fun stuff that you see at Brainshare every year, and uh, he's very interested in the idea. So we're doing a little exploring right now. We're uh, coming up with some ideas. But this is when it goes out to the community on this. You send us an email, if you would, at openaudio at novell.com if you have suggestions for the kind of content you'd like to see in videos. What kind of things? Do you want how-to instructionals? Do you want to actually see engineers as we talk to them? Or those kind of things. We'll probably add video as sort of a supplement to the Novell Open Audio thing because we don't want you guys out there driving while watching videos. And we think the audio format works a little better. So uh, our second message here comes all the way from Gauteng, South Africa, from Greg Douglas, manager of directory and Novell Linux products at arivia.com. And com is K-O-M in this case. So it's arivia, A-R-I-V-I-A.com. He says uh, he sees the second show was supposed to be released on February 23rd. And is Novell Open Audio going to continue? Can you update the website with the correct dates? Novello Open Audio will continue, and 
we will have more episodes. What you are seeing on the site, the uh, February 23rd, is a little bit of an uh, unclarity on the site that we put out there. The dates that you see for the various interviews are the days that we're going to be doing the interviews. So we remind you uh, that we take tough questions from our listeners out there. If you want to get in a question and you see somebody's coming up in one of those, you get your questions sent to us at uh, either on our uh, voicemail or on our Skype line or even via email. And we'll ask uh, some of those questions to the people that we're interviewing. And we'll send you, if we read your question on the air, we'll send you an I Ask Tough Questions t-shirt with a Novell Open Audio logo on the back. And that's why you see different dates on there. Those are the dates that we're actually doing the interview recording session so you can get your tough questions in. So thanks for also for uh, both of those questions there. And John and uh, Greg, we're, you guys are both going to get a Novell Open Audio t-shirt from us. We're sending them back to you guys. Thanks for sending them in. And thanks for everybody's email encouraging us on the program. We really uh, appreciate all the emails that we've gotten. We've uh, It's actually been quite a flood and we appreciate every positive word. And all, also a lot of the different uh, feedback that we've got about like getting the OGG stream online and, and things like that. So now that we've, uh, now that we've covered those things, uh, Let's go ahead and move on into the interview. So our interviews. This is the GroupWise edition of Novell Open Audio, our first time we'll cover GroupWise on the show. GroupWise is a full-service enterprise collaboration solution used by millions of people around the globe. It's an alternative to Microsoft Exchange, has a lot of uh, features that are similar uh, without all the things like uh, the constant security issues and viruses and those kind of things. We pulled in Bill Prey, the product manager for GroupWise, and Ken Muir, who is the director of engineering, uh, to give us the latest about what's going on with GroupWise. And this interview will be of interest to anybody who is a current GroupWise administrator, but it also might be interesting to some of the Linux community out there who may be inside of a shop that's using, say, Microsoft Exchange right now and is looking for a Linux-friendly collaboration platform to work with. And, of course, GroupWise runs on various flavors of Linux. You'll hear about some of that in the interview. So here it is. We're in the studio today with the GroupWise guys, Bill Prey, the product manager over GroupWise, and Ken Muir, director of engineering. And we're going to talk a little bit about GroupWise, find out about it. Bill came to Novell over five years ago and has been around Novell on various products for a while. But prior to that, Bill, where were you? What kind of, what kind of role were you actually playing in, and why is this relevant to GroupWise? A lot of our customer base is government uh, uh customers and I worked in a 911 center actually managed a 911 center and so I understand the need to provide instant reliable collaboration and so I bring that kind of expertise to to the team and understanding of our customer base of how they they need to have uh, collaboration that is reliable secure and dependable and so I'm pretty excited about being on the team and the the things that I can do and bring to it Great. And, and Ken Muir, of course. Uh, Ken, you've been on products like Zenworks and other things at Novell for quite a while. How long have you been at Novell again? I've been at Novell for 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. And so you worked in Zenworks on which components? I ran the Zenworks for Servers team for about four years. And Well, previous to that, I was an engineer on the team. Uh, then I was the manager of that team, and then afterwards ran the Zenworks Linux management product. And you started on GroupWise how long ago? Uh, about eight months ago. All right. Let's start off with um, let's start off with just a quick what is Groupwise, Bill? Maybe you can, being the product manager, give us the quick overview. What is Groupwise? What does it do? 
Well, GroupWise is our collaboration solution from Novell, and it, it's a fantastic solution for providing secure email, calendars, contact management, you know, tasks, and, and all those things that you need to enable your end users to, to function and perform their job as in, in the information workplace. And so uh, we've, we've been in the GroupWise space, Novell has, for many, many years, and uh, their latest release, GroupWise 7, is, is a fantastic addition to to that line. So let's go right to the heart of that. That um, with Group Y seven out, uh, what, I think it came out last summer, if I remember correctly, sometime like August or so. Correct. And uh, several new features in it. Why don't you give us the quick overview? What showed up in there, and what are mainly what are the main features that people are uh, enjoying right now? What are the things that you found are the best received new features? Well, I'm impressed by the uh, how quickly the customers are adapting and and adopting. Um, uh, group Y7 in their environments. Uh, there's some really uh, key features that are useful to them. Perhaps one of the first ones that I hear about all the time is our new web access. That's our web interface into the GroupWise um, backend where end users can get all their email, calendar, and all those functions through the web interface. And with the new drag and drop functions, the new look to it, and the the, the ability to use it anytime, anywhere, any place, it, it's just been a, a great uh, piece of functionality that we've delivered in Group Y7. Some of the other things that uh, users are really enjoying with that is uh, in the new Windows client, the new look and feel for it with a great new home tab so that they can customize and set up their, their Windows client the way they'd like to see it. Um, we also have uh, multiple calendars now, which uh, allows a, an end user to manage their business life as well as their personal life and, and any kind of calendar that they want to create and manage those all in one, one spot within the client. So give me an example, if you would, on uh, the multiple calendars then. Uh, so I, I, I've always used GroupWise since I've been at Novell now nine years or so. Um, the calendar that I use, I generally have my appointments in it, and I'll put uh, personal items and things. What does it do for me if I'm doing that kind of stuff? How how can I use multiple calendars? Well, the best example that I can give is, so for example, we have BrainShare coming up. And right now, if I were to go look at my calendar, um, I would have all my appointments that are for, if I were to stay in the office, there you know, the different meetings I have, core team meetings, uh, different appointments that I have, both personally and in my regular job, but I'm going to BrainShare. So what I want to do is I want to go through and set up a calendar, call it BrainShare, and go ahead and enter in each of the sessions I want to attend, all of the fabulous events that will be at BrainShare, and I can go and actually select the BrainShare calendar, see just what is scheduled for that week, but then I can just I can select my overall calendar. That's one of the key advantages we have over Microsoft Outlook. We don't have to just go to each individual calendar. We can have an overlay where we can see all of the various calendars all in one place. I see. And so in an overlaid view, can you also pull off all the calendars, items that are not BrainShare related or or view them at the same time as your regular? Program? No, absolutely. You can uncheck. When you have it in the overlay mode, you can uncheck the BrainShare calendar you created, and all those will go away for that week. Okay, thanks for the look at the uh, multiple calendars. Can you give an example also maybe of what the home view does for people? What I like the most about the home view is it's a one-place stop. It's one place where you can go and you can see everything that you want to see. You don't have to go to the calendar tab. You don't have to go to the mail tab, to the task tab. Okay, You can put all those different panels. You can have one panel that says here that's your unread items. You can have your checklist. You can have your to-do list. You can have your summary calendar or your 
day calendar or your week calendar, whatever you want. But it's one place where you go, you can customize it, you put the number of panels up that you want, how you want them, you arrange them, drag and drop, and it's it's group-wise your way how you want to view it. Not how Novell thinks that you should view it, it's how you want to view it. So it probably comes with like a standard default view then. And it does. You just change that however you want, add what you want, remove what you want, get it to exactly what you want it to do? Absolutely. It has a default. Um, there's even a tutorial right there that you can go and see you know, exactly how to use it because it is a new feature. Um, but it has a default, but then you go, then you go in and make it exactly how you want it. So, uh, another thing for you to, uh, Bill, the connector for Outlook, I heard big announcement about this and that's now out there in the market. Uh, why did Novell choose to put a connector for Outlook when, when Novell has their own client already for GroupWise? Well, obviously there are some uh, end users who like their Outlook environment. And the beauty of the Outlook connector is is that you can transparently allow those users to continue to use the environment that they're used to with GroupWise on the back end. And it doesn't change anything for that end user and how they work and live in that space. They can continue to use their Outlook connector, and they still get all their email services and everything that they're used to. But now you've got all the security and reliability of a GroupWise back end and the ease of management for the administrator. So in a case like where you have that uh, high-level senior officer in the company or something who just insists on having the Outlook uh, front end, you can provide them that and still have the rest of the organization on GroupWise? Exactly. All right, cool. Does that introduce, I mean, Outlook, I think it was Stephen Von Nichols of eWeek said that it was a uh, security, I can't even remember exactly how he phrased it, something like a security whole wolf in an in a email client's sheep clothing. It was it was kind of a weird, awkward phrasing that he said, but it was it was pretty direct to the point that Outlook introduces a lot of issues uh, for security and mail is is how does how does it still do that with uh, groupwise? So so there's always risks that way. If you're going to use the Outlook client, there is some risk that way that that it would inter- potentially introduce um, you know some security holes in your environment. But obviously it's uh, light years ahead of having an Exchange backend, and uh, so it does. We're still more secure. We're still more reliable by having the groupwise backend. Um, so you do have to weigh that as you decide whether or not you're going to allow the use of the Outlook connector in the environment. So a best practice might be control the number of Outlook clients out there. Use it for patching up those few people that might object to using GroupWise client just because they have their have their way. Is that right, Ken? Well, I would say best practices is to use the GroupWise client. <laughs> okay. <then>. But <laughs> there are those cases where you need to use the Outlook client. We always tell people to tell their new CIO or CEO that comes in says, here, Here's your outlook and all the viruses that come with it. Okay, so let's talk about futures right now. You guys have a service pack coming up, right? And uh, as I understand it, this service pack will actually be bringing in some new stuff. What kind of new things can, are we going to see in the service pack? So one of the most exciting new additions we have is we announced in November a partnership with IntelliSync. And th- this partnership uh, is going to allow us to ship a new uh, solution in addition to GroupWise called GroupWise Mobile Server. And essentially what this brings to all customers with upgrade and maintenance protection, doesn't cost them anything extra, is the ability to support GroupWise on over 400 different mobile devices. Okay, you guys did BlackBerry, I think, uh, was it last summer or so that BlackBerry started uh, rolling out, maybe even before then. So does this handle now my pocket PC-based phone and things like that? Which which kind of platforms is it going to handle? Exactly. It handles 
pretty much every platform out there except for the BlackBerry. And, of course, we have our Bez server partnership with uh, RIM for the BlackBerry device. And Bez this is BlackBerry Enterprise Server? Correct. And uh, the this GroupWise mobile server will now handle all the other platforms, the Windows Mobile, the Symbian, uh, the all of those other platforms that are out there. Okay, and this just comes to the customer if they've got if they've got maintenance. This is a service pack you can add on. Now you have this server. And any other things about it that we should know? Yeah, yeah. One of the most important features beyond just having wireless email um, and PIM capabilities is through IntelliSync. There's over 180 different applications that also integrate via the the um, IntelliSync piece. It's an XML connect- connector that they've written uh, applications such as Siebel, Salesforce.com. Um, there's, a, there's a whole array of them that now you can have synchronization between these various uh, CRM-type applications and GroupWise. Cool. And that's done through uh, the GroupWise mobile server powered by IntelliSync. So it's not just it's not just you get this wireless server. Now you get this whole portfolio of applications that are going to work with GroupWise as well? Absolutely. And we want our, our GroupWise customer base to watch because over the next several months, we're going to start rolling out those partnerships and announcements. And you're going to see a lot of these integrations coming along. It's probably the most, one of the most exciting announcements about GroupWise in, in the last year or two. Wow. So, so it's a good time to be on GroupWise. Absolutely. Okay. What else is going to be in the service pack? So the service pack one also brings some uh, other features with it. Uh, one of the one of the key ones is iCal support, so that you can receive appointments uh, from disparate uh, system email systems that support iCal standard. Okay, so like if I'm a classic person who has uh, a lot of our university customers have GroupWise for like staff, faculty and staff at the university. Then for the students, they provide something like NetMail if they're looking at rolling out, say. Hula or something like that that's iCal-based, or if they're using a Macintosh client that uses iCal, that's going to work for them now seamlessly between multiple systems? Yeah. As long as it uses the iCal standard, then you'll be able to trade those appointments and populate each other's calendars. All right. And being a service pack, uh, it sounds like it's in part a feature pack, but uh, what else? Uh, what Are there the standard service pack type things that people should expect as well, improved performance or anything oh, like that? Oh, yes. There's been a lot of... Uh, um Bug fixes that have gone in, um, quite a large number. Um, I think we, you know, again, we're constantly after improving the quality. That's why we do support packs. Like you mentioned, Ted, this happened to be a uh, support pack that's a little more. It's almost an enhancement pack. But we've had a lot of performance increases. Web access specifically, um, when we went to this new uh, dynamic interface that looks and feels a lot more like our Windows client, there was a little bit of a performance uh, hit while doing that. Support Pack 1 addresses some of those uh, performance hits, and our performance numbers are at what previous releases were, so we haven't had a regression there now uh, with Support Pack 1. Um, there was also major performance enhancements in the cross-platform Linux client. Okay, uh, great. Specifically around calendaring and uh, a lot of bug fixes there too. So, so that's pretty good because, uh, as you guys know, I'm – living on a Linux desktop these days, and that means that I have my features for uh, GroupWise, and any, anybody that's moving that direction can use that. What about on the back end, though? If somebody is a Linux shop, maybe they don't have any netware in, in place, or you know, whatever kind of shop they are on the back end, what servers can you host GroupWise from? Well, we're seeing incredible performance um, on the SUSE Linux Enterprise server. Um, better than what we've seen on the previous platforms we've supported. So we're very excited about that. It gives our customers even more of a reason to go to Linux. They're going to get better performance, better reliability running on that platform. We also support Red Hat. Um, Again, we still have our support for Windows, and we still support 
NetWare for those customers who aren't quite ready to make the transition to Linux. And uh, as a last question, thanks for you guys coming in and everything, but uh, we got BrainShare coming up, and this will be probably hitting the streets right around uh, just before BrainShare uh, happens that people will be hearing this. What should people be looking for at BrainShare if they are group-wise administrators or group-wise enthusiasts? So at BrainShare, you're going to hear a lot about our group-wise mobile server. We're in, you're going to see things in the keynote. We're going to have some demonstrations during the week. Uh, you're going to have the ability to go into the lab and set one up and test it yourselves. Our lab area is going to have devices so you can see how it works. We have uh, several different uh, sessions on it uh, presented by different uh, experts from uh, our advisor group in Europe, also from our partner in Telesync that will be presenting on that. Um, of course, we used to have all the usual slew of partner presentations from all of our key partners that uh, that provide solutions to GroupWise, as well as an overview and future sessions so that you can see what's coming in the, in the future for GroupWise. So we're pretty excited about uh, the opportunity and, and uh, the, the information we're going to be able to share with all the administrators at BrainShare. You know, Ted, one thing I'm excited about is we just got done talking about how great GroupWise runs on Linux. Okay. We have put together, it's kind of a little skunk project, that a little side project that my engineering team's been working on, but we are putting together a single push-button utility that will migrate your post office and all of your agents from either a network box or a Windows box to Linux. It'll take down the old server, down the old agents, bring back the new ones um, up on the machine. It's going to be something that's going to make it extremely easy for our customers to transfer all of their post office to a Linux box. So is that requiring like a SAN on the back end, some kind of storage area network that, the, that gets switched over between them, or does it actually do the migration of the data for you? It does the migration of the data and everything. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a huge tool and a nice thing for our administrators to have. They're going to love it. Okay. Is that, I, I know that there's a, in, in BrainShare there's not just sessions and there's not just the lab, but there's often a lot of times hands-on stuff. What do you got going on for hands-on? Is that part of your hands-on? Yes, that that's so we have a hands-on session to do that migration. We also have hands-on sessions to set up, as Bill talked about, the uh, GroupWise mobile server. Very cool. So if you are a GroupWise administrator and you go to BrainShare, you're going to be able to you're going to get Novell's help firsthand right there on how you can start embracing Linux, getting this higher performance you've talked about, and so on, right there at the show. They'll have all kinds of help. Very good. Very good. All right, guys. Well, thanks very much for joining us here in the studio today. We appreciate you guys coming in, and uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing some online feedback for you as well. So we'll get that over to you. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thank you. And that's a wrap on GroupWise. Remember to go to www.novell.com forward slash open audio and rate this show and any show that we do here on Novell Open Audio. We love to get the ratings. It lets us know how we're doing with the show, what kind of things we need beyond that. Here's what's coming up later this week. We'll have the Banshee interview with Aaron Bockover, the much-anticipated Aaron Bockover Banshee interview. And this goes right into the desktop project that we just announced last week. Banshee is the audio player for, uh, for it with Legal MP3 on Linux. Quite a nice thing. We also have a second interview with Martin Buckley coming up. And watch out also for a pre-BrainShare special with Jeff Jaffe, who's Novell Chief Technology Officer here at Novell. You're going to see him on stage, those of you guys who are coming out to BrainShare. And we want to give you a quick introduction to who he is and what he's all about on the show. So again, thanks for listening, everybody. Stay tuned to our next issue when we come up. And uh, that's it.